I want you to do me a favor. Yeah, sure. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. What? Let it out. I want you to hit me. Trust me. Come on. Come on. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. Hit me, baby, one more time. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Hit Me One More Time, a nostalgia reflection podcast in which we look at the things we loved as kids through the lens of our adult selves and see if it still stands up today. I'm David Luzader, and I want to say to you, listener, thank you for listening to our first episode. I am so excited about this. I'm excited you're here. If you're here because of America's Next Top Podcaster or from the Frog Pants Mega Feed, welcome. I'm, I'm so excited that you're giving this show a chance. If you're listening to this because you know me and you know my work, uh, I'm just as excited to have you here. So thank you to anybody listening. Now, uh, this show, we're going to talk a little bit about exactly what all this means. What is a Nostalgia Reflection Podcast? But first, I want to introduce somebody that I, uh, I'm going to call my my first mate for this podcast, and that first mate is none other than my co-host from Heck Yeah Comics Podcast. I have drug Nick Sheremooksness here to the show. Nick, hello. Hey, David. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I just want to be clear. Does first mate, first mate make less than co-host? Well, currently you're making nothing, so it's all Maybe the same. Just- no, thinking for the future. Yeah, no, no. Well, so so the, there's a reason that I'm saying first mate, maybe more so than than co-host. Uh, oh no. Well, no, and we've I've talked about this before, where it's like I want you, I, Nick's going to be on every episode that I can get Nick to be on. Uh, but you and I did a podcast before, and then life started getting in the way. So I just want people to be prepared for not hearing your voice on every episode. I don't want them to become dependent on the sweet dulcet tones of Nick Shermooksness. That's true. I've been called very dulcet before. I'm glad that's the part you were walking away from this way. <laughs> oh, anyway, hit me one more time. Nostalgia Reflection Podcast. Let's get into what that means. Uh, so this show is actually a show that I've kind of had an idea for forever. I, Nick, I used to talk to you about this idea, sort of. Um, Back when we were in diapers, yeah. Sure, or in 2012, because I have found an audio recording on my phone where I describe loosely uh, this show. It's different, but the idea is there. Um, I might one day release that recording as part of an episode. I need to go through and clean it up because I was recording while driving and it's not the best quality, Uh, but we'll see. So the idea for this show is to look at the stuff that we used to love as kids. And in this case, for this episode, we are talking about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Green with Evil. Uh, There's a reason we're talking specifically about about Green with Evil. We'll get into that a bit. But what I want us to do with this show and going forward is uh, there's going to be guests. And guests are going to bring stuff from their childhood that they loved that We'll watch, we'll read, we'll play, we'll do whatever, and then we'll come and discuss. And at the end of it, we're going to ask, is this good? Or is it just something we loved as a kid? So that's kind of the idea. It's pretty simple, right? Let's not over-explain it. Nick, do you have any thoughts on it, or should we just jump right in? Uh, I think you explained it fairly succinctly. I think we should just jump right in. All right, so we're going to jump into this week's topic. I mentioned before, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Green with Evil. 
The reason that we're doing just Green with Evil is because Mighty Morphin Power Rangers ran for three seasons, and there was 155 episodes in total, which uh, I was not going to make you watch all of, Nick. You know that would have taken me at least 80 years. It's true, yeah. Just for the sake of getting this show off the ground, I didn't want to do that. So what is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for those uninitiated? Well, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was an American superhero TV show that aired from 1993 to 1996. It followed the adventures of five, quote, teenagers with attitude, recruited to be a superhero team that faced off against cosmic threats looking to destroy Earth. Green with Evil was the first and, so far, only five-part miniseries in all of Power Rangers, and it introduced the character of Tommy Oliver as the sixth Power Ranger. Rita Repulsa, the enemy of the Power Rangers, turned Tommy into the Green Ranger and set him on a mission to destroy the other Power Rangers. And that's about it. That's basically what it was, right? You watched it. I did. I I did, in fact. And also, that kind of sums it up. Like, I mean, there's a lot of nitty-gritty details we can get into, but... But at the same time, also not like that's the entire plot of it yeah like i think I, I was texting you while i was watching it and i was like tommy had two lines basically that he recycled in different ways throughout all five episodes which was Pretty i'm going to destroy the power rangers and rita is my empress boom yes which uh we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get into specifics of the stuff uh, as we go on but before we get to that a part of this as well since it's so personal um is discussing our own personal histories with it. And the reason that we don't have a guest on this first episode is because I thought, hey, I should do an episode about something that I loved as a kid and discuss it and dissect it and do all that. Uh, So this, for me, is something that I loved greatly. So my personal history with Power Rangers started actually in preschool. I remember the first, I remember the day, not the date, I can't tell you the date, but I can remember the exact day that I first heard about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. We were playing on the playground, and uh, I was told by my group of friends that we were going to play Power Rangers. I had no idea what that was. They were just like, go with it, kick and punch the air. (laughs) You know, that's what we're going to do. So, uh, you know, because that's how preschoolers talk. They're very matter-of-fact about their playing. Uh, And I remember at one point, somebody was like, you have to help the putties have me. But I heard potties. And so what I was imagining uh, in my little child brain was that this person was being restrained by two uh, like human-sized toilets that had arms and legs. From there, I actually went and started watching Power Rangers and just fell in love. I watched it so much all the time, all the series. Uh, I had so many toys from the Power Rangers. So I watched all of it, and I had all the toys. My mom still has bins full of toys from when I was a kid that are just Power Rangers. So much stuff that is probably all worthless now, but for some reason she refuses to get rid of it. Uh, I watched... You should go and get some of it. Like, if you I have mean, an original I, Megazord set, like, I am pretty I don't sure I've lost it at this point, but I did have, like, the full Megazord. Actually, I think I lost the Pterodactyl, but anyway, go on. I had I had the Dragon Sword, I know that for sure. Uh and then I, I had the toys, pretty much like all the toys you could possibly get up through uh uh Power Rangers in space. Because I watched I watched up to Lost Galaxy, and I don't I don't think I saw all of Lost Galaxy, but I know Lost Galaxy was the last series that I watched regularly. Mm-hmm. 
until I did come back to it um, because in uh, in 2004, Power Rangers Dino Thunder premiered. And the reason that I watched Power Rangers Dino Thunder was because Tommy Oliver came back as the Black Ranger. And oh, yeah, I decided yeah. to, to check it out. And I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, and that was the last season of Power Rangers that I watched regularly. Uh, since then, though, like I've, I keep a loose eye on Power Rangers news, you know, like when, when, you know, they make videos like that Power Slash Rangers thing, which I have a lot of thoughts on, most of them negative. Uh, or uh, the, the movie that came out in, I think it was like 20... 2018? Was it 2017? Uh, the newer live action one? Yeah, you would think that uh, before doing this podcast, I would look up dates just to have everything from... It was 2017 is when it came out. Uh, mostly enjoyed it. I think it got close, but missed the mark. And that was kind of the last Power Rangers thing I watched before today. Though I did read the Power Rangers comic from Boom Studios um, up into Shattered Grid. So that's kind of my history overall of Power Rangers. Nick, what... What about you? Well, I, I'm going to keep it simple. Um, I know that I probably started watching Power Rangers around the same time you did, though I, was, I think I was in kindergarten is when I first remember it. Um, but I'm just going to kind of sum everything up into one little anecdote. Um, uh, I was at the beach. Uh, we got to bring our toys. I brought my Blue Ranger uh, and I think a motorcycle. And... I have to know, does this story end in tragedy? And while we were at the beach, um, I lost the Blue Ranger. I no. think what had happened was my brother and I were burying them uh, for oh, some no. reason because we all, my brother and I always had these like we would just go crazy into these made up stories. Like it would we weren't necessarily telling Power Rangers stories. It was probably whatever i don't know i can't remember right anyway buried it for some reason <laughs> probably ran to say something to my mom ran back had no idea where i buried it spent what felt to me like hours trying to find it never did been sad ever oh, since man that's that's rough i think that about sums it up uh i will say that i had i had watched power rangers up to lost or through lost in space i don't even know if i got to the end of lost in space but i know that's about when i stopped you didn't even get to when Zordon died? No, didn't he die? Or he did he die at, at the, the end, end of... of... I probably saw it. If I didn't... If I wasn't watching it religiously by the end, like, I think I at least saw some of those final episodes. But there were other on, episodes yeah. in in the... Somewhere between the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and the end of Lost in Space where, like, Dordon... Dordon. Dordon. Zordon had died or was thought to be dead or something like that because I also remember crying at multiple points. Most of my life was just based on tears, by based the way. On, based on the times that you cried. That's, that's <laughs> cried. Those are your milestones. I cried in a random episode of, was it Family Matters with Steve Urkel? Like, I don't remember what the episode was about. Someone made fun of Steve Urkel, which they probably did every episode and every I cried. Episode. Just to give you an idea. Um, but yeah, I cried like anytime something happened on the show. I cheered like crazy when Jason came back as the gold ranger. When he came back as the gold ranger and Zio, it was it had so like great. A giant pyramid or something. I'm, yes. I'm losing, I'm losing focus, but still, dude, I um, have that pyramid. I have that toy. I did. I, I mean, I probably had all the same toys that you did, but they're all mostly gone now. So I feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that the reason that after lost galaxy, it lost me a bit is that obviously I was aging out. Uh, but also it was, that was the last season that had the connective tissue of, the other uh, of like the the through line of zordon because lost galaxy was connected to the the previous seasons lost galaxy had bulk and skull uh <laughs> they 
They so by by the time that Lost Galaxy came around, they had teamed up with uh, this scientist guy, and I think uh, they got because like Lost Galaxy was like this space station that was going out into space, and I think they were on there. Um, but this was the first time because like because they were changing Rangers up to that point, but it would be there would be kind of a passing of the baton, right? Uh, and this uh, Lost Galaxy was the first time where it was just all new Rangers. It was just they are redoing everything. Uh, it's you know new new villain, new Rangers, new you know whoever it is that's giving them the power. Um, and I guess it just that was uh, that was in 1999. Oh my gosh! So. Yeah, that was about, I guess, just kind of the age where it stopped being as special. We weren't even out of elementary school yet at that point, I think. No. Yeah, I don't know. What did I watch? Man, Last Galaxy on... came out then. That seems way too early. I figured that I, I was at least until like, okay, maybe by middle school. Maybe I wasn't into it by then. Yeah. And that's at least this. I just remember Lost Galaxy. Maybe I'd gone a little bit beyond, but none of it stuck out to me. But we are not here to talk about that. <laughs> We are here to talk about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, specifically the first season and uh, the arrival of Tommy Oliver. Real quick, though, I want to give a history of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. While on a business trip to Japan, Haim Saban saw a broadcast, and I'm just, uh, before I get too far into this, I'm probably going to butcher some Japanese pronunciations, so I want to apologize to any Japanese listeners out there, uh, just real quick. So anyway, while on a business trip in Japan, Haim Saban saw a broadcast of Chudenchi Bioman, or Bioman, one of the installments of the Toei Company's long-running Super Sentai series. He produced a pilot entitled Bioman in 1986 using footage from the Toei series and starring a young Mark Dacascos, who uh, is known probably most for... Uh, he's, he's a martial artist, but he's also known for... Um, uh, uh, Iron Chef America. He's the the host of Iron Chef America, and also most recently in um, John Wick Chapter Three Parabellum. Anyway, they made this. Oh, I'm what? following. I'm following. Keep going. Yeah. So they made this pilot with with a uh, with Mark Dacascos, and they tried to sell it to American Studios for about five years. The pilot eventually was re-edited with footage from the then-contemporary Kairu Sentai Jiu Ranger and retitled Galaxy Rangers, which Fox Kids then picked up for a 40-episode order. And the show was such a hit that they kept ordering episodes, and they even commissioned Toei to create footage of new monsters and battles using the Jiu Ranger suits as they had run out of original footage for the series. Because uh, that's kind of, that's how Power Rangers goes, right? They they use footage from the Japanese series and then just uh, intercut it with the actors out of the suits. And when when do you think, or when did you learn that that was the case? Because I'm pretty sure if I asked my younger self that the it told my or told my younger self that the show was cut between two like uh, Japanese show and the American show, I would have not believed you. Well, yeah, watching it now, it's super obvious, right? Like right. it makes it makes so much sense. But back then, I don't, I don't know when I, I, I probably didn't find out until even I'd stopped watching Lost Galaxy. Right. I was probably an adult by the time I figured that out. No, I, well, I don't know. Whenever the internet was uh, so big that I could Google Power Rangers and and read the Wikipedia article on it, you know, it took a long time for the internet to get to that point, you know. Right, yeah, it took way too long because it was not in the Encyclopedia Britannica. I would go to the peas, and there would be no Power Ranger. 
Uh, no, no Tommy Oliver under there. Uh, Tommy no Kimberly. Oliver. No Kimberly Hart. Oh, Kimberly. <laughs> I, <laughs> go on, go on. Kimberly was my first love, man. As a young young child, I had the biggest crush. I was in love with her. A few years ago, they released a she released a picture of her busking in a pink ranger suit. And uh, boy, yeah, it's like she's playing guitar for money on the street, uh, with like a <laughs> guitar case. Okay. It was it was part of some like bet I think she lost with David Yost, who plays the Blue Ranger. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but boy, that did something confusing to me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, you had thoughts on Kimberly. <laughs> Uh, I didn't have thoughts on Kimberly. I mean, Kimberly was great. Um, she had some of the best lines during Green with Envy. Yes. Um, but, uh, what was I going to say? The, um, I think when I was watching it, I, I was just so distracted by that. The, the, the editing, like I, I now with my adult brain, uh, allegedly adult <laughs> brain, um, I like the, once I could tell, like you, like you pointed out, there was a scene where like Tommy wakes up as the green ranger and it's like, he's in shadows and it's clearly the guy doesn't even have long hair. Like it's clearly the Japanese right. actor. Yeah. It's the Japanese green ranger waking up. And then there's scenes where like, say like Jason is interacting with Goldar and I thought like, Oh, like they actually had a Goldar costume they could use you know, in at the American made footage and not just steal. And so there are even times where I thought was, was Jason like actually interacting with Goldar or were they just doing really good editors at the time and finding ways to make it work? So they would, I, I, I mean, I think he was actually interacting with him. I think, cause there's times where they would have the suits. Um, cause they'd, you know, be wearing the suits without the helmet and stuff. So they had the suits, they could film stuff with it. Not later on though. Cause at least I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the green with evil episodes, anytime they were in the suits, they were in the full suits. They, and anytime they were uh, human looking, I guess, uh, they, <laughs> they were out of the suits, out, out of the suits. That sounded way more complex. And whenever they were out of the suits, they were like, there was no in between that I noticed. Yeah. I, don't remember when the first time they like took the helmets off, but were wearing the suits. But there's some stuff I know for sure that they had the suits for. And later on, obviously they they. Uh, so it's really funny because when they went and reshot footage for them to use with these suits, uh, they would it, it'd be filmed totally differently because they were now fitting it into the American storylines where before they just had to make whatever it was work with the American, you know, with the, the Japanese footage had to fit in. Like there's a, a scene where they're fighting Scorpina and it just ends. Right. It's just over. Like it just like cuts to the next one. And Scorpina is just like, ah, I, I would have won that fight. And it's like, what? Right. Right. <laughs> like, we didn't even see it end. Or the, the scene where they, like they had to find, uh, they, they had the whole uh, scene with gold. Oh, it was gold. right. Holding the bus. And they had to like figure out like, why should this bus right. be important? Right. So right. they like, yeah, have why? two Who do we teenagers put the steal a bus and escape. <laughs> and it was crazy. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny watching it now and seeing like, there are ways they had to make the storylines fit mm-hmm. uh, where later they would make it. So the, uh, like the uh, white and pink Ranger would interact. Well, they had to film stuff with the, the white Ranger because the white Ranger was from a different series of power Rangers altogether. Um, so they'd have to film him interacting with the, the original Ranger suits and edit that in. Right. That's actually, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Well, because because it was uh, they, they you know they make one season of Super Sentai at a time, then just move on to the next one. But 
uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was so successful, they just kept milking it. I guess for fans that uh, pay, you know, pay attention to the stuff and somehow get copies of of it, uh, because you can't find any of the Super Sentai stuff released in America. Uh, they refer to it as GU2, anything that was filmed later. But I think what's more important is for us to discuss Green with Evil itself. And the first thing I got to say about it is that the theme song is still amazing. The the Mighty it, Morphin Power Rangers theme song. No, it definitely is. The The whole thing is very, very 90s. I think I, I made this comment to you, but it was like, you know, I, as I mean, I'm only 31 in case anyone was interested. Um, and Ladies. I've always had what? Ladies. <laughs> Not like that. Um, and I... I've always had this problem with thinking about that, like someday my decade is going to be like one of the classics. We're going to be on the vintage radio or whatever. And then I'm watching this and like in my mind's eye, my nostalgia eyes or whatever, like I, I knew that as an adult, like it was obvious that Power Rangers was (laughs) not as cool as the thing in my head. Um, But rewatching it and seeing how, 90s it is like the the theme song is absolutely amazing but the 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 production of it the cutting of the 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 scenes is so it's just not what you'd expect from today the but the guitar riff is just so good uh and in any other i uh i don't remember any other power rangers theme song but i remember that one you know i can't well i actually remember part of lost galaxy for some reason, that's still wedged in my brain because that's, you know, I can't remember important things, but I can remember parts of the Power Rangers Lost Galaxy theme song. Uh, but it's still just, it's like even to the point when I saw the 2017 film and they finally play the Power Rangers theme song, like that was the highlight of the film. That was the best part. Just do that. Just play the theme song. Are you sure the best part wasn't the beginning when they were all skydiving? Oh no, I'm not, I'm not talking about the. I'm talking about the 2017 one, not the. Oh, Power Rangers. Sorry, I totally. Okay. Uh, one day, <laughs> one day we're gonna watch. One day for the show, we're gonna end up watching the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie and discussing that mess. If not, if if uh, not, so I mean, I think the original Power Rangers movie because I haven't rewatched it, I can still say it's a glorious masterpiece. Um, but I well, that's what this it. podcast is gonna do: ruin all your perceptions of the things you loved. <laughs> Now I start crying again. Um, but I imagine Power Rangers Turbo is absolute garbage. Oh, God. I probably. <laughs> it's just funny. Oh, I was thinking man. about when I was watching this. I'm like, man, dinosaurs and prehistoric creatures are cool. How can we one-up this vehicles? Well, every every season has its shtick, right? I think at one point they're cops, which is, you know, real cool. <laughs> they were cops. Uh, I think I remember that. Yeah, Power yeah, Rangers that was, that was SPD. After... Oh, yeah, that was way after Lost in Space, or not Lost in Space. Yeah. It Lost okay. Galaxy. Lost, no, before that. In Space. It was just Power Rangers in Space. That's right. Well, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was even after Lost Galaxy. Not right. important. Not important. Uh, green with Evil. Green with Evil. Yeah, as we discussed, it's very obvious when the the cuts are between the the American footage and the Japanese footage. And it is just so jarring sometimes especially like the mouth movements on rita and her gang it was the a way they jarring, had to but honestly I, I think they did a pretty good job like there were times like yeah. especially as a kid i don't i i mean i, I we're probably all going to say this about a, a bunch of this stuff but like as a kid i wouldn't have been able to tell that there was a difference between the actor and the well, voice 
Well, and as a kid, it's so funny what your brain just like pushes away because we uh, we texted a little bit about this. There's a scene where Rita just shows up riding a bike in the air yes. oh my and God. pedaling it. And she, <laughs> why? Yeah. Like that's, it's, it's not explained and it's not ever like, I don't think it's something she did very often in the show from my memory, but just right. as a kid, it was just like, yeah, that's, yeah, it, that's what's happening. And obviously they're, they're the, 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 produ- the production team is dealing with a very limited amount of, of scenes that they can use. So they, and obviously they didn't bother to explain it. So I know that it doesn't make sense in the context of the power Rangers universe, but it does make me want to go back and watch the, Zer Zer Yanger Zer Zer Rangers, uh, the original Geo Ranger Geo Rangers Geo. It's it's I know it's ZYU, but it's Geo. Oh, Geo Rangers! I want to go back there and actually see, like, see if they explain it in any way, which they probably don't. I, well, oh, well, I mean, I sort of went on a wiki dive. Like, there is so much more lore, so much like deep, deeper lore, because there actually like is a fair bit of lore to Power Rangers, I would say, but not too much to ever really like lose a child audience. But the Wikipedia entries or like the the entries on the Power Rangers wiki, and this, you know, because it's made by obsessive fans, is uh, just so deep and detailed, mm-hmm. and it's kind of amazing. But you mentioned earlier before, there's so much that's like not explained or defined, and that for me is so apparent in their powers, which are kind of random. Like right. at it, one point, total plot powers. To- yeah, Tommy uh, Hadoukens them. Oh yeah, and that does. <laughs> but like he never does that again later. Like he's like shooting green lightning out and stuff. But it's like that never happens later. Right. Uh, though Tommy was I only because I pulled the image up. I was just looking through my notes, and uh, I had sent you the picture of Tommy when he's proving himself for the second time against this. Yeah, same the second time. It's like we have to make sure he's worthy. Like, have him fight oh, more putties. Great Green Ranger. So we're going to give him our weakest enemies to fight. And then, okay, he proves it. And then, okay, well, we can't give him the sword unless he proves himself again. So we're going to give him the same enemies. To yeah. Fight. And there was just a scene where Tommy's going after his last um, enemy, last putty. Um, and he just like jumps in the air and he's like going to do some kind of weird, like catch the guy's head between his legs. But the camera just like spends three seconds, like watching Tommy's crotch come flying at you. <laughs> sure. Dying. Yeah. There's a couple of, of really great moves. And I will say, yes, it's cheesy. Uh, but the action is still pretty fun to watch, especially especially when it gets to the giant robots and monsters fighting. That was awesome. Like that's that was I mean yeah, cheesy you know cardboard boxes or whatever that we're fighting. But actually, like the production for what it was, um, there was like a scene I think in the last episode where the Megazord was either lighting up or being electrocuted or something, and just the the way that the effect was done, even if it doesn't seem realistic, just uh, aesthetically looked really cool. Yeah, and there was a part when the dragon zord was fighting the Tyrannosaurus zord, and like that fight was rad. That fight was so cool, and like he jumps up the the Tyrannosaurus zord, like jumps up on his tail and like kicks him. Yes, and I'm like, hell yeah, this is what I want to watch. <laughs> this is this is cool. Uh, but then the acting in most of the show, oh. oof. So it's it's fine. It's fine. It's it's well. I think it's what I what I'm really curious about psychologically, and I don't. This could be total bullshit, but it's like as I was watching it, I recognized that the script and even the acting was bad as far as as subjective as that is. Um, but there was also part of me that thought like, 
it's bad but also like it's better like it's better than i thought like it was it was actually i will good yeah i I will say that the actors never like they're taking it seriously i mean you know as serious they know they're in a kid's show i obviously but they're never like you know, purposely giving bad act like acting and and making like being really cheesy or anything. It's like okay, like this, it's serviceable. It's I mean, it, it is what it needs to be. There was definitely a time where they were throwing off like one liners or zingers or whatever, and like it was, it clearly felt like scripted, uh, even if they yeah. were pretty funny. Well, oh well, the best the best line of it is when Tommy is insulting Kimmy uh, about like the world doesn't revolve around you, and she just says, "I'm sorry for existing." Well, excuse me for oh, yeah. living. Well, excuse me I, I for living. How much I wrote it down. Well, excuse it was, me for living. Has it ever occurred to you that I might have other things on my mind? Newsflash, Kimberly. You are not the center of everyone's universe. Well, excuse me for living. It was so good. Uh, what was also fun was the techno babble. Anytime Billy or Alpha 5 would talk, they were just saying the most insane things. You making any progress, Billy? I'm doing the best I can, but I'm unfamiliar with the circuitry. Try the subatomic manipulator. <laughs> can we talk about Billy for a minute? Uh, Billy's, Billy's a, awesome. Billy's a genius. Billy has invented the communicators, which is like instantaneous communication. Uh, and he invented a flying car? A flying car that's basically a VW bug or it's a, a VW, VW bug. bug with like an old kegger barrel attached to the back on a little like crate basin or whatever. And maybe like an antenna. <laughs> and they're just te- like, you got to think that they're at, at most maybe 17, but I'm assuming right, they're sub- be somewhere in like, besides the fact that they look 30 there, they're like somewhere between like 15 and 17. I, and I just- have it in my memory. They're supposed to be sophomores for some reason, but that so might be 15. wrong. Yeah, so they they are they are clearly like at least like twenty five. Um, yes, and they're yes. but you know within the context of the show, they're these teenagers. And granted, yeah, they're teenagers that have been are totally chill about the fact that they've been chosen. Uh, which I think to in to respect to the twenty seventeen film, the fact that they were kind of like uh, this is kind of weird. Um, like they weren't totally on board with it was more realistic because uh, you imagine well, if a giant talking head comes to you and says, "Yeah, I need you to fight like so- the worst evil in the galaxy." Yeah, so I actually remember, because I, for a little bit, I had Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as kind of my background show. Uh, I didn't watch it very much. Like, I think when I first discovered it was on Netflix, like, I would just have it up in the background, but I didn't really pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. But I I did, I think, watch the first episode, and I do remember them, like, them getting called, uh, because <laughs> I said it earlier but the reason I said it was because it's the most ridiculous line. Alpha, get me five teenagers with attitude. <laughs> Oof. What does that that's, even mean? That's the most nine, and then like that's the most nineties line of all time. And then those teenagers they get are like the goody two shoes that everyone like looks up to. All right. There's no attitude. There, there no, was, no, they there's the zero people. attitude. We need like an alternate series now where like it clearly there were different people that were supposed to be chosen and they were just all like the punks and the kids smoking cigarettes behind the school. Um, makes perfect sense. It makes, yeah. And then they get put in the costumes. They have no idea what they're doing because they're not the freaking martial arts masters at 15. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and that was one thing they actually did cast for was like, they were like, we need to have people who can either do martial arts or convincingly uh, appear that way. I think um, K- 
Kimberly and Billy in real life were gymnasts. And uh, I know that Trini and Jason were martial artists. I, I think Zach was as well. Was he a martial artist or like a dancer? At least they, the character. He, he might have been a dancer. Like I think you're dancer. right. Um, I think you're right. Because he's got that in the, his intro thing in the theme song. He's got like this little like kind of weird does that. worm effect. That yeah. Worms like Should... I can think of, but it looks super cool. He's doing like a body roll kind of thing. Body roll, Should... yeah. Should we talk? I mean, do we need to talk about the fact that the Black Ranger is black and the Yellow Ranger is Asian? It's low hanging fruit um, because I'm sure everyone that, as an adult, that is reflecting on Power Rangers at this point has, has realized that the characters yeah. are color coded based off of some weird racial color system. And, and I and I think too, like I think I heard that like it wasn't really intentional; it just kind of happened, and then it was kind of too kind of happen. I don't know, man. It could be a story. Black suit. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> you know, know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. So I, I I agree with those points. Like it's it's very on the nose and and problematic. Yeah. But taking the color coding out of the way, like the fact that there was this early '90s TV show that featured a, a multi ethnic cast, um, a racially diverse cast, um, that the, and they all kind of for the I mean, like Jason got a lot of front and center. Um, but like I mean, there was like even a separate scene where like Kim. Kimberly and Zach were kind of like, you know, ha- like having a moment. So they were like every character kind of had their piece. And the show even I mentioned it, the show even went out of its way to like every sometimes in a silly way, every character would have their own have a reaction, reaction to a situation. Yeah. So it wasn't like a lot of them were just window dressing to say, hey, we did it. Right. Yeah. But I think um, upon reflection now, um, Jason's kind reflection. of Jason's kind of boring. Well, okay, hold up. That no, I, no. Jason is the best. Okay, you know what? Okay. I, I had my note, and I was going to bring this up towards the end, but let's just get it out of the way now. Jason okay. is better than Tommy. What? Yeah. Okay, this is this is where the podcast gets real. <laughs> what? How in the world would you say Jason is better than Tommy? I'm sorry. It's just it, everyone always goes for the bad boy. Oh, Tommy walks in, and he happened to be possessed by an evil ancient witch. <laughs> tries to kill everyone and that's yeah, so man. traumatic and uh-huh. you know and, but jason is oh god i didn't have a counter argument uh <laughs> <laughs> well so we should so this is actually something about you because you kind of have a uh an affection i guess for the leader character yes it's something um that i've I, I think i even realized in my childhood but anytime i was watching a, a show or or, com- or reading a comic or anything uh, i always gravitated towards whoever was the leader um so red ranger um that was the only example i had so red ranger <laughs> well no uh cyclops too you've, oh, cyclops. you've always had a lot of you're right yep yeah um and i think I mean, I, I can't really, I guess I can't speak very well to my younger self at this point, but I do, I think I just like, maybe it was because I was a bit of a int- attention seeker as a kid, mm-hmm. but I, but it wasn't even that I necessarily wanted to be like, get negative attention. I think I liked that the, the leader character was respected um, and that they were helping people and people could re- rely on them, which is super, super wholesome. Um, but Jason's still better. Okay, well, you don't have a counter argument, so I'm gonna I stand by the fact that Tommy rules. To, but Tommy wins because he's the the bad because boy the that came out of left field and tr- literally chucked a sword 
at Jason, which I was a little upset by um, <laughs> because I didn't remember it. But Jason is Jason became the Gold Ranger. Okay, okay I really don't have an argument. I really I, don't. I, I, I will say, I will say the the Gold Ranger was cool. And this is one thing that I've realized because I, I went down sort of a rabbit hole of Power Rangers, which is that the sixth Ranger always has the best suit. They they design all of the initial ones to look pretty much the same. So that looks fine. But then whenever they introduce the, you know, the extra ranger, they always do like a little bit special to differentiate it. And it mm-hmm. always looks so much cooler. It is true. Uh, yeah. It's true. So do you do you have anything any other discussion points, anything else you want to talk about when it comes to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers before we move forward? Um, I guess not. I mean, it kind of is what it is, right? So this is the part of the show, then, where we're going to ask the question, does Mighty Morphin Power Rangers stay in the Hall of Memory, or is it worth visiting today? And I think I have my answer, but Nick, what do you think? So if I had to give a black and white response for it, I would say, no, it's not necessarily worth revisiting because, uh, and I I realize at the end of the day that a lot of this is subjective, but if you kind of go down the checklist of quality, there isn't a whole lot this quality about this show from the acting, the scripting, the, the set pieces. Um, it's all, it's, it's all pretty bad. But if you can add some modifiers or qualifiers, I think I just started speaking D and D terms. Terms, um, <laughs> you know, and to add a little bit more nuances, because what I realized while watching it was that yes, this is bad, but also I can't peel my eyes away. And it was something like the the elements that they were playing with, I thought were fantastic. Like their yeah. my brain was like trying to create my own Power Rangers in my head, you know, that was using these same elements from the Zords to the the, the way that the characters interacted and just. I guess improve everything. Um, but for, I think for kids today, um, I mean, compared to what they're used to, they, I don't know if they'd gravitate to early power Rangers as well. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, with, with the nuance, I think it's an, I think it's an absolutely fun show. It's just a very bad show. Yeah. It's, they're doing good with what they got here. You know, they're making a quality product that obviously has endured. It appealed to kids. It continues to appeal to kids. Power Rangers still continues to be a franchise uh, that, you know, brings in a lot of viewers. It it does well for what it's supposed to do, but it never aged with its audience. It always stayed for kids. Uh, there's a point where you and I stopped watching it. And I was never really into... Um, attempts to make power rangers more adults i mentioned power slash rangers earlier yeah i don't know what that is uh, give me a little quick it's bio. the power slash rangers was the um i believe it was adi shankar oh the adi shankar video yeah, yeah yeah which which that made the assumption of uh oh mature is violent and sexual which i don't i don't like that take on it and that that's that actually endured uh endeared me more to um Jason David Frank, who plays Tommy, because he was the only one of the original cast who was like, "Yeah, I didn't really like it very much." Because uh, he and he was like, for the same reasons I did, he was like, "It didn't feel very Power Rangers." I was like, "Yeah, Tommy, that's why you're the best." <laughs> no, um, Jason, Jason, Jason's the best. Um, I, I was thinking of that that video, the mature Power Rangers video, while I was watching it, and I did. I, I know that I knew that you had criticisms about it, and I. I didn't really have an opinion of it one way or the other. Um, but I was trying to think like, okay, if we did, and if they did like another movie, like the 2017 movie, but not that, um, like, well, they're gonna, I know they, I know they're planning to, but like, how would they do it in a way that captures the essence of 
the original Power Rangers while making it modern, but also not just being like, let's make it gritty and edgy. And then that makes it cool. So I I think part of, part of it too. um, And I meant, I meant to mention this earlier. This all kind of goes into my why I think it stays in the hall of memory. It doesn't, it doesn't really come forth today is there's no real character development. You know, in a five-part miniseries, if you had that in a regular show, big stuff would happen. Characters would change. None of that happens here. The status, the, all, all that's new at the end is like, now we have new toys to sell and the shape of the Green Ranger, uh, which worked on me. Obviously, I bought them all. <laughs> I mean, uh, in a, I mean, yeah, it's a kid's show, but I mean, there, there's pro- there was probably about as much character development as there was in like any of the medical dramas that people watched or cop dramas, NCIS type things. Like obviously there's little character moments and like they might change a little bit, but even in those five episodes, I mean the, in, in, in context of the show, I mean, those guys went through hell. Like they lost their mentor, like their facilities got destroyed. Their Zords appear seemingly got destroyed. Like they lost everything. The show was quick to kind of throw it on the rug and, and recoup their losses. But I mean, from the perspective of the characters, like they they had never lost so bad before. Um, yeah, well, but I think I I absolutely agree with you. I agree that it was for a kid. It was like a, a huge deal. It was jarring. Now us as adults, we're like, there's like a hundred and fifty more episodes. Like they're gonna be fine. Right. Uh, I think that a way like it has been proven that you can make Power Rangers, even the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, even these characters contemporary today because there is the mighty morphin power rangers boom studios comic uh, which i've read a bit and very thoroughly enjoyed it it picks up right after this you know we could go read it right now and uh it picks up i think like uh, the day after the last episode of this series and continue on i know it's like it's it's an alternate with evil right yeah after green with evil yeah and I and i know that like it's an alternate timeline or whatever but that they take the time to they update it smartly uh, for contemporary times, but they, they, Radbug? I don't remember if the rad bug was in there or not. I really do want to go back and read it and catch up on it, but it, it deepens the characters. It deepens Tommy's struggle with evil. It makes them human. And as an adult, and of course, you know, like the monsters look cool because it's comic art and all that. And, uh, we don't, you don't have to see the putty's zippers. That's another thing I noticed in this watching, uh, but it's good. It's genuinely, you know, it's it's become so popular because it's genuinely well-written and they've done a lot of really cool stuff with it. And I, I think that you can tell a Power Rangers story by deepening the characters a bit. And that's actually the parts that I like most about the 2017 film. Just what I didn't like was uh, other parts of it. The, I mean, the only thing I didn't like about the 2017 movie, because I, because I, I kind of, I, I was kind of neither here nor there about it, but when I finally saw it, I was like, well, this is better than I thought. Um, but the only thing that really put me off was the aesthetic. Like, I just think the, the weird armor suits that they had. And then like the weird, like liquid metal that the, the Zords were, I might be remembering it wrong. Um, like that no, aesthetically, the, yeah. they make Iron Man power Rangers and that's just not who they are. No, 100% agree on that. Well, listeners, we want to know what you think about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Green with Evil. If you've seen it, if you remember it, if you've watched it recently, were we wrong? Were we right? Share your thoughts with us. You can send us an email at hitmeonemoretimepod at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and let us know at hitmeonemorepod. We'd love to hear from you. I'll say Before, David, huh? I'll say one thing. Uh, okay. I think the one thing that they can do to update the show, hear me out here. I think you're going to like it. They should join the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
Okay, so we're going to ignore that. And before we head out, I have one more thing I want to do. And that is, Nick, I want to I want to quiz you. Because if you haven't learned anything from the Heck Yeah Comics podcast, I love doing this to you for some reason. <laughs> you realize I never practiced beforehand. Don't worry. This is fine. Because this one, this is a little bit different. This is a segment we're going to call Fact or Fiction. Oh, interesting. So this is, this is GU Ranger Fact or Fiction. I'm going to read you statements about uh, Kaioru, Kaioru, Kaioru Sentai Jiu Ranger. Man. <laughs> you already lost me. Yeah, it's fine. I'm going to read you statements about it, and you're going to tell me whether or not these are true or false. Okay, okay. All right. So, Kaioru Sentai Jiu Ranger was the 16th installment of the Super Sentai series. Uh, fiction. It's true. It was the 16th. Oh, dang. I thought it was like the or it was like the second. No, it's it's or, the 16th. Uh, There's been 40 something. Wow. Now. Like a regular old Abraham Lincoln. Okay, go on. Yeah, all right. Uh the series is the only Super Sentai series to be officially released in North America with subtitles. Uh, f- uh, fiction. That's also, it's true. What? You can I find it online. It didn't come to the U.S. I, I you know, I, I think I was vague in my wording. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, Over two. Next, next question. Yeah. Uh, so Rita was known as the evil witch Bandora, and there wasn't a Zordon. There was the mysterious sage Barza. So, fact or fiction, Evil Witch Bandora and Mysterious Sage Barza were brother and sister. I've been wrong twice in a row. I am going to say fact. Ooh, no, that one was false. <laughs> that one was fiction. <laughs> I should have just guessed fiction. Well, that's fine. We'll see how you do on this one. The oldest member of the Geo Rangers was 32 years old, and the youngest was 15. Ooh. Like in terms of the actors, or in the age, the age in the in the show, show. the age of the characters. Uh, I'm gonna say fact. That one was true. Yes, the uh, the Green Ranger, the Dragon Ranger, was 32 years old, and I believe it was the Blue Ranger was 15. They kind of um in Power Rangers Turbo because I don't. Yes, they had the kid. They had the kid, and then they like had him morph up into an adult body when he was in the. Yeah, that was weird and creepy. I mean, I didn't think it was creepy at the time because I was. kid and i thought that would be awesome if i could turn into an adult body now that i have an adult body i i want to go back anyway uh in the in mighty Morphin power rangers tommy has a limited time to be the green ranger if you remember later on there was the green candle that would burn down when it ran out as power would run out that's right but yeah but in uh geo ranger it was actually how much time he had left to live <gasps> So, fact or fiction, the amount of time that Burai, the Dragon Ranger, had left to live was 48 hours. Oh, this is still a fact or fiction question? Yes, this is true or false. Yeah. I'm going to go with fact. No, that was false. It was 38 hours. Oh, 38 hours? <laughs> yeah. He, he existed in a place called the Lapless Room, which was a room where time didn't exist. The Lapless Room? Yeah. Hey, man, I didn't write it. <laughs> okay, go on. Next question. Die Satan was a great cosmic evil that usurped Bandora near the end of the series after her many failures, much like Lord Zed would later do. I'm going to go with true because they took it from that series. No, it was false. Die Satan was the source of Bandora's power. I think you've gotten one correct. I did. This is about what I expected. All right. There's just a a few more here. All right. 
Kaioryu Sentai Jiu Ranger was the first Super Sentai series to feature a sixth ranger. Fiction. No, that was true. <laughs> that I, was I wanted bad. to say true, but it's like, I think I've been saying true multiple times in a row. Let me change it up and see if it works. And clearly it doesn't. All right. Well, we'll see, we'll see uh, where you fall on this one. The Jiu in Jiu Ranger means 10. Originally, they were going to have 10 rangers by the end, but budget constraints caused them to cut four rangers from the plot. Well, that seems plausible. I'm going to say fiction. That's right. It's not true. There was later uh, a series that had 10 rangers. Oh, wow. Yeah, Did they that's ever too many rangers. To an American version? or? Mm-hmm. Yep, they're actually contemporary with the American. I think, I mean, they're, they're one ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one has already come and gone. Oh, okay. All right, so this last one, I, uh, I, so in the unofficial Super Sentai series, Hakonen Sentai Akibara Ranger, featured a time warp that changed some of the Geo Rangers in which way? I'm going to give you two. You have to tell me which one is, is real. Oh, no. uh, and just to let you know, the Akibara Ranger, so this is a uh, an unofficial series, which kind of was making fun of the Super Sentai oh. series. Uh, and uh, the Akibara Ranger is for Akihabara, which is the sort of like anime-centric uh, part of Tokyo. Oh, okay, yep. So which way did the time warp change them? Uh, were some of the Geo Rangers turned into evil Americanized Rangers called the Powerful Rangers? Or were they tra- trapped in an anime called Mighty Rangers and had to be rescued? I'm going to go with A, the first one. That's right. Yes, they were turned into evil Americanized Rangers called the Powerful the Rangers. Powerful Rangers. <laughs> I actually, everything I did uh, reading up on the Akibara Rangers, I was like, this sounds awesome. <laughs> I want to see it. Right. Um, I will send you the picture of it because it's pretty dang funny. Please do. Well, that's going to do it for us on this episode of Hit Me One More Time. Again, listeners, thank you so much for listening. Nick, thank you so much for being here. Happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, this week... Listeners, you are going to get two episodes in your feed. I want I want to start out strong. I want to treat you guys for listening. So you'll have an episode in your feed in just another couple of days before we go to weekly releases. Uh, but before we go, Nick, is there anything you want to plug? Anything people should know about? Um, no, I was not prepared for this question. Uh, Fantastic. Yep. <laughs> uh, for me... Listeners, you can just follow me on Twitter at DavLuz. That is D-A-V-L-U-Z. I do other podcasts, and you can find out about them there because I don't want to drag on too much here at the end. But I do want to th- just thanks for giving this show a chance. This is very personal to me, and I'm very excited to get it off the ground, and I'm excited to see where it can go, and I hope that you will join us for this journey. And so until next time, I have not yet thought of a sign-off. Goodbye. Hey!